So what do you think of trolls? Do you think you've made it if you have trolls? I think it's a good indicator. Why? Do we have trolls? Yeah, we do. We have trolls now? We do. Oh my God. We've had trolls for That's a awesome. little while, but like now they're coming hard. Really? <laughs> they're coming hard? Uh-huh. They're critiquing how we speak. They're critiquing mm. our content. So I'm like, kind of like, is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? I'm not really sure. What Are do you, you hurt? Think? Some of it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so it does hurt if it's true. A little bit, but I, it makes me pause. And I'm like, ooh, I may have to fix that. So I'm like, if you think you're being a troll, you're actually helping the show. So thank you. Yeah. It's uh, unconstructive criticism. No, there's it's, always, there, it's there's always totally, a nugget of, there, it, There's always a nugget of truth in there. It's not unconstructive. It's constructive. I know. Well, not if it comes hard, you know. It's coming it hard. Some of it's, okay, let's see. It's got to be mostly dudes, right? Oh, because yeah, we're on guys. a podcast <laughs> with a woman. So oh, yeah, you know, naturally, guys. it's like no. douchebags coming out of the woodwork. Yeah, I think there was one lady, though. You know, there are One me- lady? There oh, yeah, some- there was one lady yeah. that called you weird. Uh-huh, yeah. I, I think, like- actually, you have the trolls. I think I do. <laughs> Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Hey listeners, ever wonder what it would be like to blow up your comfort zone at the tender age of 50? Well, we did just that. When our last kid went off to college, we hit the road in search of a new hometown. Now we bounce from city to city and bring you along for the ride. This is the Skip Town All-Stars podcast. Welcome back, All-Stars, to an episode that we are very excited to bring you. We've been discussing this one for a while. Uh It has everything to do with our current situation of remote work and uh, remote working at large. Uh, An update, (laughs) a 2023 update post-pandemic. Yeah, I felt it was so necessary to do this episode because I just find this topic comical when you're looking at social media. So, you know, I'll see things and then I, and then I look at our lives. I'm like, Hmm, not really like that. Um, so I'm on some Facebook groups. It is, you know, the only platform where you can legitimately be a group like Instagram. You can follow people, TikTok the same, but like Facebook is still like, you can get on a group and and hit that one group with all kinds of questions for that topic. As much as Facebook is considered archaic, it actually serves a really good purpose for 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 business, for lifestyle, for hobbies. So, um, well, since- D- Discord is the newest one, but I I definitely agree with you that for our demographic and people in our age bracket, yeah, like no, there are no early adopters. There are very few early adopters, I should say, uh, from our demographic that are heading over to Discord. I think the kids are using it a lot more, or techies. Yeah, so, so. it's fine. Maybe we'll hop on over there. But I'm right now, yeah. um, I am on this digital nomad <clears throat> Facebook group just to get an idea of how other people are living. How are they living? <laughs> Not like we are. <laughs> really? Okay. Every is single that good or bad. <laughs> okay, every single post is someone on a beach with a laptop on oh. their lap, with a cocktail, or like in a swing in Thailand with like their iPad and it looks like they're trying to work. And I just laugh hysterically because how's that working for you? I, I have yet to see you by the pool on a beach with a cocktail and your laptop. Uh, yeah, I would say my digital nomad experience pales in comparison to the ones you're the examples you're giving me okay i saw somebody literally on a hammock they said they were on a beach in thailand and they had their laptop 
oh, on them, on the hammock as they're laying, which you know that's got to be super uncomfortable. And I'm thinking, how are they getting Wi-Fi out on the beach? Yeah. Like, like you struggle when we're at a really like like a, a house. You struggle when we're at a hotel that you know already has decent hot Wi-Fi. Right. Or if you've asked the host at the Airbnb, we're staying a thousand questions. You're still panicking. How is this guy sitting in a hammock on a beach in Thailand actually doing work? The only way that that can happen is if they have their own hotspot or Starlink. But I would bet that a lot of this is social media posturing. Uh, people just, you know, sort of posing that they're working remotely. Sure, the beach is right outside, perhaps, uh-huh. uh, or at least a hundred yards away. <laughs> but odds are, oh, then, yeah. I, I mean, okay, let's just use you as an example. We were in Naples. Yeah. My friend has like a multi-million-dollar home that she was gracious enough to let us stay. Absolutely, she has the pool the size of I don't know an Olympic pool. Where were you doing your work? I was doing my work upstairs on a folding card table with a borrowed chair from another room. All right. Why is that? Why, why weren't you by the pool with a cocktail? Just curious. I don't know. I guess I could have been outside maybe. I'm not sure. Um, could you really get work done sitting by the no. pool with a cocktail? No, I would have been constantly distracted all day. Okay. That's that. That's my point. Like I see these posts and I see them often and you see them on TikTok too, but then you'll get like one naysayer or two Okay, they don't pop up on your feed often because it's not the image that people want portrayed for remote living. But you'll see like some poor girl who tried to do van life where their hair is all matted. She hasn't showered in days. All the um, all the places she goes goes to for her van life are booked. I mean, and she's legit. She can't get a signal from her car. Her hotspots <laughs> aren't working. I'm like, okay, that's real remote working. Yeah, we've had a few borderline experiences to that. We figured it out. But yeah, there were moments where I was feeling like that person logging into a Zoom in the morning for yeah. work. So I thought like, okay, we're here. And we're legitimately remote working. So let's talk about the truth from the fiction. Uh, okay. So uh, let's say we're here at base camp. A typical day means I wake up at 7 a.m., eight at the latest. If I want to go hit golf balls or uh, do a workout or grab coffee and just screw off, I that's usually for me the time where I have to do it because I'm on the East Coast currently. Whenever I'm in a different time zone than most of my production offices back in Los Angeles, I generally have to start work around 1 p.m. because it's 10 a.m. on the West Coast. How was that for you? Because in L.A., when you lived on the West Coast, and even when we were traveling on the West Coast, you actually didn't have to work too much. But there were moments where you were working remotely from the West Coast. Yeah. And you're really a morning person. I so am. when you start a work day at 1 o'clock, how does that affect your day? Well, uh, what it means is basically I'm finishing around nine or 10 o'clock at night. So that screws me up a lot. I'm not going to lie. And it has been an adjustment uh, as we've moved further east across the country in our travels while I've been working. Uh, my mornings, I find myself telling myself every morning, you have to be more disciplined and not in terms of getting my job done or logging in at 1 p.m. or doing my work, I have to be more disciplined in actually getting personal hours out of the day. Mm -hmm. And now I have to do it in the morning rather than trying to. Okay, but you're a morning person. So yeah, totally that's got to be easy. It hasn't been. I don't know why. I find myself squandering time here and there. Uh, are, you on, are you on TikTok all morning? It's been sometimes. <laughs> Okay. You know, maybe you need to go off TikTok. Maybe. Maybe I need a maybe TikTok. Take a, maybe hiatus. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, I would say, uh, generally speaking, uh, it's getting better. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I just, I think, I think it was like, uh, in LA, I knew I had a hard start at 10 AM. Mm-hmm. And so if I woke up at seven, I could do the budget, go work out, do all those things that I needed to do and feel really good about not having anything lingering so that once I clocked out at, at uh, of my job at the end of the night, yeah. I had the rest of the night to either, you know, like maybe watch a show or catch up with the kids or do whatever I was going to do. Because you were clocking out at that point at what, yeah. 7 p.m. Right. So, so now- I had the hard, I mean, let's face it, like anybody who wakes up in the morning trying to work out, like they, uh, there's a reason people recommend it. And that is because it's the thing that you will put off the most as the day progresses true. and you will never do it. Yeah. You're, at three 30, you're like, well, oh, I'm really hungry though. And then you'll eat an early dinner and <laughs> uh-huh. then you'll never work out. Yeah. So it's like, if you can get that work, if I can get that workout in at the beginning of the morning, then I feel like I've got so much, like my day is, is definitely predicated on getting some sort of physical activity early. Okay. But like, I'm sitting here listening to you and I'm sure anyone else listening to you is like, okay, but you have until one o'clock to get your shit done. So what's the problem? Uh, the problem is uh, I find myself getting distracted by other things. So uh, if a shower repairman is coming or oh, if, uh, you know, all of a sudden I have to fill out some form. Oh, so domestic bullshit is domestic bullshit gets in the way. Oh, yeah, right. for okay. sure. For sure. Because between five and seven or 6 a.m. and 8 a.m. domestic bullshit was at a minimum. But when you're starting. Yeah. OK, got it. And so that speaks to one philosophically one of the things that I truly believe, and I think maybe some of you have heard about it before, it's uh, called Parkinson's theory. Parkinson's theory states that the amount of time you have to complete a given task is the amount of time it's going to take. For example, if I have five hours Ugh. to do my workout, it's some true. domestic bullshit, <laughs> pay some bills, do whatever it yeah, is I need to it's do. Gonna take, it's going to take all of that five hours. So uh-huh. I'm not going to finish in three and a half hours and then be watching Netflix for an hour and a half before my job starts. Why do you think that is? It's just the nature of human beings. I mean, that it, I believe oh. that theory is true. Oh, Case li- in point, my life John like F. That. Kennedy said we will have a man on the moon by 1970. And in 1969, we put a man on the moon. So if I say the words... <laughs> I want to work out every morning at 9 a.m. Well, you think it'll happen? Well, that doesn't, that's not really applying to the theory. Yeah, I guess if you say you're going to work out. Well, he said we're going to land a man on the moon. Better stated, if you said, I will have my workout done by 10 a.m. every morning, then at 9 a.m. you will start your workout. So I just have to say that. You actually have to put a deadline down as the theory but I goes. I do that every night, the night before, and it's still, I'm still sleeping at 8 30. You mean waking up at 8 30? I want to have things. a workout. You're talking about front loading and scheduling your day versus giving yourself a deadline. Do you understand the disconnect there? I, that could be the problem. Yeah. You need to give yourself a deadline rather than saying, I'm going to wake up at 7 a.m. What you need to say is, I'm going to have X, Y, and Z done before 9 30 a.m. So I guarantee your okay, little gonna ass is going to wake up at 7 a.m. I would try that tomorrow. Yeah. I'm I mean, I, when tomorrow. I do that, when I say I have to have all this stuff done by 10 a.m. when I start my job, uh, I get up. No problem. at 6.30, 7 in the morning. Oh, 
because I know I want to have that stuff. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever said that to myself. I mean, I always go to bed at night thinking I'm going to be a good person tomorrow. I'll be nice to James and then I'll try to get a workout in. And then you need to give yourself a deadline on being nice to me. Two of those things happen. One may not. (laughs) You definitely need to give yourself a deadline on being nice to me. No question. So, uh, Uh, okay, I'll try that. I'm literally going to try that tonight. I'm going to say this to myself tomorrow and we'll see if I work out tomorrow. Okay. So moving on to like when we're actually on the road and we're traveling and trying out a new city, Mm -hmm. let's take Savannah as an example. Okay. I would wake up at 7 a.m. Uh huh. I would do my workout, which basically meant I was walking the city for five miles at least or something like that. And then around uh, 10 a.m., I knew all the stores or the new places I wanted to check out would be open. Okay. So then I would do my exploring for for my own sake and Uh for the sake of the show. Uh Uh-huh. And then by 1 p.m., I knew I'd be like, hustling on my little <laughs> shoes back to our uh, where we were staying so that I could log in and do my job. Okay. That was how I was maximizing that. So I actually, believe it or not, I, I mean, I find it a little easier to work remotely when we're actually, you know, bouncing around from city to city. For whatever oh. reason, my motivation factor increased well, spikes. You know what that is. That's like ask a busy person to finish a task and yeah. they'll have it done. And so when we're in a city, we are normally really busy we're with hustling. the show and we're hustling. But when yeah. we're, you know, like at a base camp like we are right now in Florida, um, yeah, it tends to be all willy nilly. Yeah, for sure. And the time zone for me, generally speaking, means, okay, if I'm starting at one o'clock, that means my dinner time on the East Coast is actually everyone else's lunch break. So it has been nice to go to other places where people like this doesn't happen in Los Angeles, by the way, everyone like everybody's working from 10 a.m. to 7 or 8 p.m. at night. Uh So the five o'clock dinner rush does not happen in Los Angeles very often. So uh, but I find everywhere else they try and live a normal lifestyle and they try and log like they Mm -hmm. try and sign out of their jobs around five or six p.m. latest. Uh They're having dinner by they will have. They had dinner on the table by 6.30, that's what whether we, they're yeah, eating out noted. or whether they... Yeah. So... Uh, that's what we've noticed across the board. Yeah. So in the case of where like we met um, Chip and Kim yeah. in Savannah and we we're going to go meet them for dinner. Oh, it was five. They wanted to do it early, remember? Yeah. I mean, I couldn't ask them like, can you eat at 8 p.m.? Like there's no way. So yeah. Uh, and, and we're trying to get a sense of what life is really like in a given city. Yeah. That means we're eating dinner earlier. Well, so. I actually have always eaten dinner earlier. You have never been home for dinner. So when I've yeah. made dinner with the girls and we lived in Los Angeles, dinner was always between 5 and 5.30. That's just the way I was raised. So I just continued that tradition. But you sometimes wouldn't eat dinner at all when right. you worked. You would come home. Oh yeah, we would just, have second lunch at work, basically. Yeah, you would so. come home and eat dinner at like 8.30. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's it's more of a, I think it's more of a, a shift for you than it, than it really is me because I'm fine with dinner at five. Although I was like, wow, they want to have dinner early. But um, but I, I, I'm totally ready to eat at five. You, on the other hand, you, you're probably more an eight o'clock person. Definitely. Without, without but okay, but then that works well for West Coast because that's 5 p.m. It does. The downside is when we're done meeting and having dinner with our friends, I have to go back and work for another three or four hours. Yeah, that's true. Speaking. Right. So when so, your dinner comes on the East Coast, yeah. everyone else is off work, but that's just like literally your second lunch Yeah. or your lunch. That yeah. might even be considered your lunch. Yeah. It's definitely considered my lunch because then I come back home and work and work because everybody on the West Coast is back in the office from their lunch break. So 
I wonder how the time change is going to affect us when we travel abroad because we talk about it and we're going to do it. Yeah. So the time change is 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 disrupting your personal calendar because that quiet time you had in the morning, mm -hmm. you're not getting it. Even though you're mm -hmm. still waking up at 7 a.m., you're finding that 7 to 9 is not giving you the quiet time because why again? I'm just not being super productive. I okay. think it's an adjustment. Okay. And I think it's because now, it, you know, subconsciously I say to myself, well, I don't have to do anything until 1 p.m. Oh, that will mess with you. Yeah. Okay, for sure. No question. So about now it. all of a sudden it's like I'm screwing around with the dog <laughs> or whatever, you know, or strumming my, well, strumming the guitar is a good thing, I guess. But um, no, you're just finding you're being distracted. You're doing mm -hmm. other stuff. Right. I'm not right. doing so. You're on TikTok. If I were to compart, I'm not on TikTok that much. That's okay. normally at night. That's what normally puts me to sleep. <laughs> You're on TikTok so, in the morning. Let me, so anyway. let me check your history on your phone. Okay, go okay. ahead. Oh, yeah. Check my history. Do you, do you, did you turn your phone? Oh, do you have screen time on your phone? No. He does not want to know how much time he spends on the phone, so he will not turn that screen time on. I don't want Apple to know how much time I spend uh, Apple on knows phone. everything. Anyway, go ahead. All right. So uh, let's talk about you and how your life has changed as a remote worker. Oh, it's insane. I, it's, it's so weird. Let me set the table. Before, you would wake up angry around 7 or 8 a.m., <laughs> And you would be at work by 10 a.m. at the latest, right? Always. Sometimes you had an early client who had you had to get in. You would uh, have to drive from our, so you became the actual go to the office. I did ham and egger kind of person, uh -huh. and so you were the actual like in office person. Uh -huh. So you would be at the office from 10 your spa uh -huh. from 10 uh -huh. until at least 6 or 7 p.m. Right, you correct. Would get home, yeah, and you'd have to drive 40 minutes to get there each way. No, it was about. 20 to 30. It was short. It was not okay. as long. It wasn't not, not as long as as a typical <clears throat> typical travel in LA. But you would have a drive on either end of that at least a half an hour normally, yep. right? Yep. Okay. So now you don't have any of that. And it's I, I first off, I don't know how she does it. Uh she does the she does 90% of the show's work on her phone. She's a screenager in the truest sense. Like she's literally yeah. Like a Gen Z person, she will have a laptop sitting right next to her on the coffee table that will be closed and her <laughs> thumbs will be going 100,000 miles an hour, responding to a post, uh -huh. posting a new video. Uh -huh. She edits on her phone. She does uh -huh. all that, which is pretty crazy for a 50-year-old lady. But um, Well, the reason I do that is because um, I don't want to carry my laptop to every single location we go to. Sure. So there, there are times where I've had to bring my laptop, but it's not, you know, the phone, like for everyone is just the easiest and it's small and I can do so much on it, but there are certain applications like mm. Facebook, believe it or not, works better on a laptop. Uh, you know, certain things that I want to do on that to create content. But, um, yeah, I am doing everything on my phone and here's, here's the kicker of all. I hate the phone. I literally wish my phone would get lost so many times. I would never find it. We were in Mexico and I was walking across the bridge and it took everything from me not to throw my, my phone over the bridge, like onto the cement. I literally, not in water, because I wanted to physically watch it crack as it fell and hit the ground. That but sounds very violent. I know that's how much I hate my phone. I'm a big believer. The kids are rolling their eyes right now. You I know. know this, right? Yep. Because I, but if, if anybody knows me or ever lived with me, Okay. We did. You did. So let's stick to the family. 
Because you, if you knew me, you didn't live with me. But if you lived with me, you knew I hated the phone. I would walk into a room and everyone would be on their phone. And I would say, are we going to have family night? Like I've I oh, was yeah. she never, would, She would be ever. doing whatever it is she was doing for hours. But the second she walked into the room, everybody would like toss their phones up in the air and tuck well, them under cushions. This and- was actually before I had a phone that like I could do anything with because I held out with my little Mo- Motorola flip for a long time. No. And any of my friends listening know that, that like, I had that old G, I had that old school Motorola flip. 3G. Yeah. 3G Motorola flip phone for the longest time where, you know, if I'm texting somebody, it's A E L. (laughs) (laughs) And I held on to that because it was so small. I loved it. So if you know anything about that phone, you know, you can't do anything on it other than receive a call, make a call and like send a a really a text that will take forever. So finally, when my girlfriend shamed me into like upgrading my phone and he got me an iPhone, I was like, I guess I need to be on the phone to like participate with this family. And that is straight up the God's honest truth. Nobody wants to admit that because nobody ever wants to admit they're an addict. Like you've never met an addict that says, oh yeah, I'm an addict. So nobody wants to admit that they were addicted to their phone and they still are. So I would just like, I would look at nothing. Like literally I'd go to Macy's.com or like I try to find something to look at. Cause if I'm going to sit in the room with them, I guess I have to have my phone. Oh my gosh. And okay, then, go and then it turned into, I actually needed to use my phone for my beauty business to take photos. So for me, that's how the phone really started as a form of marketing for my business. And I always had it in my hand. And now it is literally the only way to create content in a fast manner. I can create content on my laptop. In a remote environment, sure. It's really the only way. I (laughs) literally hate my phone, but unfortunately I'm on it. So yeah, here we are. I'm on my phone a lot with remote working. Yeah, unfortunately, (laughs) everything you do in your job now requires you to be on social media. Yep, it really does. That's so, just so terrible. It's awful. Oh I my actually God. hate it. I'm being sarcastic when oh, I, I know say you that. are, but I'm being serious. Like I actually hate it. I just wish like there's a part of me that wants to go back to the old like yellow pages days of just putting an ad up and seeing mm-hmm. who calls so I can like get on with my life. Because it's not just work also. You know, it's like the moment that you get on any anything, any app or somebody texts you. Like I could be in the middle of work Someone will send me a text. Oh, that text could take me down a rabbit hole that now has, I'm on a detour for an hour and I was in the middle of something. But you know, back in the day when it was the rotary phone and the yellow pages, if you were working, you got your task done. You weren't interrupted as much. Okay, grandma, let's get back to, (laughs) let me, let me reel you in. All right. There is a part of me, I think that I am like, um. What's that name of like guys that go off in the wilderness? Not survivalists, but they're like under the radar. What are they called? Like off-gridders yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I could totally be an off-gridder. I could totally be. I just need to get my hair done. Like I ju- if I found a colorist, I could totally be. Like I come into town every six weeks to get my hair colored and then I go back. I don't need a phone. I don't need anything. Really? I think I could do it. I don't think you could. I know you'd, I I know you'd say that. How are you going to make plans with people? <clears throat> don't we all just like, don't they all hang out in the same forest? No, that's the whole point of being off grid. You want to be away from people. You couldn't. You couldn't do it for a weekend. I like people. But <laughs> you do like people. I think I'd find other friends. Okay, that are doing what? like my like stuff. Snow White. You're out there talking to the birds and the bears. No, and no, shit. <laughs> no. I'm going to find other off graders. I'm telling you, I can make this work. Um, preppers. Right? Yeah, that's what they're called. Preppers, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, so um, 
So how does my day begin? Is that what you want to know? Yeah, I want to know what your life is like now that you don't have to go into a spa and drive each way. And let's talk about how it's terrible you, you've actually become a remote worker. I have. Yeah. But it's terrible because I'm such a scheduled person. <clears throat> so the terrible part about it for me is I I blow up my own schedule every single day. And this yeah. is why I've never been a proponent of like the workouts from home because I will never stick to it because I will say the night before, oh, I'm going to do that like video and then I never do it. Or I'm going to follow this girl and do her 30 day, you know, um, it was really popular to do the plank for like 30 days. Yeah. I did it one day. And so <laughs> unless I have it, unless I have a place to go to, I don't, I have a very hard time sticking to my schedule. I've told everyone this. No one believes me. They're always like, oh, no, I just got to go and do this. No, 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 I, no. It, I'm not good at it. But so what happens is that I kind of just like do whatever I want in the morning. Yeah, and then you do. my day sometimes doesn't start until his has to start at one o'clock. So um, if so, my day will just like randomly start at like noon or one. But then the problem is at five o'clock, everything is closed. If I need to like go to the post office, which I know who goes to the post office, but I'm obviously I want a rotary phone, so I still go to the post office. Um, but it's been hard. Um, it's been hard maintaining. Okay. Let me just be honest. It's been hard creating a schedule. I can't even say maintaining. I can't even create one to maintain it. Okay. So it's really mm -hmm. hard to create a schedule. And what I also find difficult is that, um, you know, with social media and anybody that's on social media or as a content creator, they know that like one video could legitimately take two hours of your day. I love creating that. I love like doing this podcast, but when two hours flies into thin air and you're like, whoa, it's 7 PM now, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. that's crazy. I say to James all the time, like for me doing this job is like a time suck vortex, right? Is that the right word? Like, like, well, I, it's a word. Yeah. It's a word. You did chose. I just make that up? I just, it's like a lot of words, but it's, it sounded a little like word soup. But, uh, so what should yeah, I say? Just a like a time suck vortex. Sure. So it's like, I wake up, we at, understand we follow, we dig in. I wake up at 10 and then it's seven and I've like still in my pajamas, which is horrendous. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of remote workers would say that sounds like a dream to me, but <laughs> uh, the one thing I will say where you and I have reached common ground that we did not always have in our relationship was you never understood just how long it takes to edit a two minute video. Oh yeah. No, no idea. You, you were just like, why don't you just do your stuff and leave? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So now I know. Yeah. So why don't you just do your stuff and leave? Where am I going to go? <laughs> Where am I going to go? Um, I know. Yeah. You're a night person anyway. So for you, like being up until 2 a.m. doing something. All right, here's, you're right. But here's the problem I find is that when you don't have an office to leave, the work never stops. Agree. And I was just about to say, well, what if you just said from this block to this block every day, I'm doing nothing but work and I'm ignoring my texts from my daughters and friends and like whatever, like BS okay, is going on. I have on. to be honest with what you. What if you were to block it out in chunks? It's not going to work. The only way it would work for me, me personally, is if I rented an office space. 
Because oh when God. I'm, <laughs> what that if makes you had total an sense. Office to go that, to. We have an office. Honestly, if place. it was just a desk and a chair, that's all I would need. Because at least when I'm there, I won't get sidetracked with doing a load of laundry. I won't get sidetracked with like you know um, checking to see what my brother's doing. Walking next door, did he like what do he make for breakfast? Like no, like I just, I mean, if I had an office to go to, I would be very structured. You think so? Oh, I know so. It's like going to, working out. You know, when I go to the gym, I do the work. Well, but, I will say but, the times where I've had to rent a workspace, I knew the clock was ticking and they were going to, yeah, generally yeah. speaking, I found a great one in St. Augustine. If ever, anybody ever wants to know about it, by the way, they don't kick you out at 5 p.m. But generally those places kick you out at 5 p.m. So again, going back to my deadline theory, I knew I had to finish everything I needed to finish for the show, for my job, for whatever, by 5 p.m. that given day. Okay, so that is very similar to what I'm saying that if it I is. have if I have an office space and I don't want to be in the uncomfortable chair and the desk all day and and just you know um, waste my time. So you I'll need make, to suffer to get your work done. Yeah, pretty much. I go to a gym to suffer because I can't get it done at my house. <laughs> but I don't think that my Fair plight enough. is any different than most people because <clears throat> so many friends of ours work remotely and they all say the same thing: is that the more time they spend working at home the more time they're working. Whereas when they were in the office, they'd leave by six. But if they're working at home, they're up till nine or 10. So I, I mean, I think honestly, businesses, as much as they'll complain about like people working remotely, because we read articles about it, like sure. they're getting the better end of the deal. Like, like my girlfriend, Susie, she's up very late working. Yeah. She wasn't in the office she's that like late. She's like me, yeah. Yeah, she's She's be, working all like weird hours all around the clock. I mean, if she were in the office, she'd have to leave at six or seven. Yeah. But now she's working through those hours. So it's like, I don't know why companies are complaining because they're benefiting the most, I think. Uh, okay. So then your assessment would be that working from home, working remotely, isn't necessarily working for you. It's not. Um, it's not. I actually am contemplating getting an office space, even if it means, yeah. Wow. I need to be, I, I want to be out of my pajamas. Okay. Do you feel like uh, you need to be showered and- Absolutely. And, and prepped and, well, in your case, makeup and all that other stuff to be productive at work as if you were going to a normal job? I would say it's 50-50 because it's just a mindset. Because I've been, I've had very, very productive days in my pajamas, hair in a bun, no shower. But then there are other days where I feel if I had showered, dressed, put some makeup on, I would have been more productive. So it's really, I would say, a toss up. Um, hmm. okay. Where if I'm looking lazy, I may, st I feel lazy on some days. So you're working lazy if you're looking lazy. Kind of. It's the whole thing of like wear a suit to work feel professional, you'll act professional. Like how you dress is how the people- The clothes make the woman. Sort of, or like how the clothes, your how you perceive yourself. Like everyone knows when you put a nice suit on, you're like, oh, you feel and act like you're a million bucks. I look dope. And you and you act that way, right? Yeah, like you have absolutely. a different swagger. Oh yeah, my shoulders are straight up. <laughs> right, it's the same thing. So when I have a nice outfit on at home and I'm not just like a blob on the couch with my phone in my hand, um, you know, uh, creating content- it's different. It's like, I may not be any more productive. I feel more productive though. Sure. And um, I don't know. I'm honestly telling you it's 50, 50. Cause I think there are days where when I look lazy, I'm feeling lazy and maybe I am being a little lazy on with my work. I can't explain it, but there are other days where when I'm looking lazy and 
where I'm looking lazy, but I'm still productive. But I want it to be 90% of the time where I'm productive, not just 50. I want it to be like 90% where I feel like I'm productive, where I have some sort of, um, I need a schedule. You do need a schedule. I, no, where I have structure. Let me take that back. Yeah. I want to feel like I have more structure. Um, I well, just work better that way. I've always been that person. Sure. That's why I'm an organizing freak in our like closets and our bedroom because it's like, I like structure. So to not have structure, um, I feel like I'm everywhere. Pulled yeah. everywhere. Okay. So mm-hmm. obviously that's changed since you stopped going to the spa every day. Uh, yeah, that so, structure stopped. So yeah. So, but, but back then, uh-huh. I, this is going to be my argument back then you had to say no to things that now all of a sudden, because you know, you can do X, Y, Z later on Instagram oh. later. Now all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, sure. I can go do whatever in the middle of the afternoon. You went to see a movie the other day at like 2 PM, which is really nice to be able to do that. And, you know, frankly, I know we'll get I, into, we'll get into why I feel re- working remotely works for me overall. Um, but, I justify that though, because mm-hmm. I was up to one in the morning the night before. So but I that's have my, my point. You don't have to justify it if you just actually stick to your blocks elsewhere. You know, I don't stick to my blocks elsewhere. That's the problem. Yeah. So like that day I didn't do as much work as I wanted. Cause like I went to the movies and then we went to lunch, you know, so it took like five hours out of my day. Right. I don't know. I, I need, I need structure. You do. I'm getting the job done, but it's not pretty. You need discipline and I'm the person to give it to you. No, I'll go to, I'll rent an office space. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're not spending money on an office space. We might. Why don't, uh, we there, might. there are community centers you can go to. Have there are like one. people's yeah. houses you can yeah. go to. I need to get Just away. go to somebody else's house. Like if we happen to be in Florida. No, where am I going to go? If we go? happen to be in Florida, go to your brother's house. No, He's got an office. It's sitting empty all day. He's retired. I know, but they're really active the and they do fun stuff. And then I'm going to hear them leave. Oh, you're going to get gonna swept like, up in that. Where are yeah, you going? FOMO. What are you doing? FOMO. Uh-huh. I'm right, gonna right. Get, I need to be. Okay. I need all right. To- maybe that's a bad example. But find a community center or a cyber cafe or something like that where it's reasonable for 20 bucks. You can stay there for X amount of hours. Okay. Don't rent a workspace. That's what I'm telling you. They're usually over a hundred to yeah, yeah, hundred and fifty dollars. I'm gonna look at this. Don't worry about it. You you do you. Okay. I am doing me and you are me. <laughs> so, right. so how's anyway. it working for you? I love it. I'm never going back to the office. I don't care. That's why I sold my house. Fuck that. I'm never, ever, ever doing it. Ever. I don't care if I have to work. 15 hour days. I will do an online sales job. I will be a telemarketer from home. I don't care. I'm going to have to figure it out. Like when. Wait, like, you're going to be selling solar I will. roofs? I'll be like selling HVAC <laughs> units and, you know, car warranties and all that bullshit. I will be the person calling you on the phone. I don't care. I'm never, uh, I just, I will definitely do a career pivot if that's what it takes. To I'm stay fortunate at enough home. to do that. To stay yes. at home. Yes. I know you're so good. You're so disciplined. I would look at you. You'd be out on the patio at like 7 a.m. doing your self-motivated workout. And I'd be like, oh, I'm going to get a muffin. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I would I've gotten a little be away. like, oh I've gotten a little God. away from that since we've been on the road. It's been a lot of like eat, eat, party, party. You are eat, very eat. disciplined. I'm um, so, yeah. I'm really I'm like I'm slowly impressed. sinking back into that. Like last yeah. week I got four early workouts and that was the most I've had yeah. since July of last year when we pulled up stakes. I'm so. impressed with anyone that can do that. Like it's super impressive. So kudos to you. Doing my best, you know, whatever. After the diet episode, it was like, yeah. 
anyway, that's a whole different topic. So, uh, but I do find, even though it's an adjustment for me to set up my work blocks throughout the day, uh-huh. especially you're a distraction. I'm sorry. I know I am. You are a distraction because when we were working uh-huh. back in LA, <laughs> you would leave in the morning and you would be gone. Uh-huh. And I would have, you know, the day to focus on whatever my tasks in hand were. Um, so, yeah, you are a little bit. You're, you're kind of. It's good. It's in a good way. No, but you'll be I like, know. oh, let's go to, you know, let's. Oh, we let's have, go have lunch. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm hungry for Cuban food. Are you hungry for? Cu- yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Like, I, who isn't hungry for Cuban uh-huh. food? So, yeah. uh, so that's been like being together with you. It's hard. I find myself. I do find myself, especially now that we're like all the way in the Eastern time zone. I find my day drifting more toward you and that's (laughs) That's the last thing I ever wanted because for me, it's the least amount of productivity. Uh I fall into your habits. Uh I'm- You're uh, doing a Denise day. Yeah, I was was uploading an episode at like 1230 the other night or something like that. I was Um, in bed sleeping actually. Yeah, that was the first night you actually went to bed at a reasonable hour. I was so pissed off, but anyway. Uh Um, 1230, a reasonable hour for me. Isn't that insane? It's just insane. I don't know. Yeah. So- Anyway, uh, so you love remote working. I You're do. never going back. I definitely love remote working. I don't want to go back. I would do it if I had to feed us. Okay, so I have a question um, because I'm sure everyone wants to know um, how do you remote work? Because you work on television shows from yeah. Hollywood. So mm-hmm. when we go, like, okay, for instance, we went to do an episode about um, we had we went to do an episode um, with my cousin who's a travel agent, and yep. we were in Jacksonville. Uh huh. You asked her some crazy questions over the phone about her internet speed. And yeah. the next thing I knew, you're in an office space because she didn't have fast enough internet speed. No. So can you like just like what is your process? Because you're legitimately working. You're taking your backpack. Yeah. You're grabbing the podcast stuff. You're grabbing your um, your uh, laptop because you're working two jobs when you're remote working. You're working your regular job. Yeah. And then you're doing the podcast. Yeah. So can you just explain in a short amount of words, what that entails and what is the very, very first thing you think of when I say, we're going to Asheville, South Carolina. That's easy. The first thing I think is we need a place with a fast internet speed. What does that mean? What's that number? Uh, I would say over a hundred megabits per second. Uh, is or- that standard? For no, most Airbnbs? it's not. It's, it's usually the third tier of your cable or internet providers package. So it's more expensive. It's generally in the eighty to one hundred and ten dollar range. So if we're going to an Airbnb where they're only spending fifty dollars per month on the first tier of internet service, odds are we can't stay there. And we would be able to stay there if I were just a salesperson. Or if I were doing, you know, some sort of coding or data entry or whatever it is, some some business management related task, no big deal. We could totally stay there. I'm pushing 4K video back and forth between my computer, my laptop and their uh, system, which is located in Burbank or Culver City or Santa Monica, California or New York or Miami or wherever it is. Uh, I worked last year remotely with a company from New Zealand. Mm -hmm. So I need a fast internet service that when I click a button and I'm making an edit, it transacts quickly. Mm -hmm. And so that requires a lot more bandwidth, obviously. It requires a a higher speed. So that is sort of my- That's a first step to finding out. That's my crutch. I I cannot do my job without good internet. I just simply can't. So with with high speed internet. 
And then I've noticed because, you know, when we had the office in LA, you had huge monitors everywhere I for did. your work. Yeah. So you obviously can't have that on the road. It's too, it's too difficult. It is. I do. You did bring one when we went to Savannah because we were there for quite a bit of time. But what yeah. do you normally, like, how do you do it? People so, have asked you these questions and sent you DMs. So how, how did you manage to be a television editor from Hollywood working on shows that people are watching mm -hmm. with your laptop and a couple of other things? Uh, okay. So generally speaking, when you open up editing software, you need one monitor for all the clips you're selecting from, uh, all the footage that you're wanting to view. And then you need a second monitor to put what's called your timeline, which is basically where you lay out the clips and you assemble them in order. And just so everybody knows, I don't just cut the footage in my genre of television. I have to cut music. I have to cut sound effects. I have to cut graphics. I sew up the whole thing along with my teammates. Mm -hmm. I'm saying I, 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 me, me, me. We do this. And uh, our job- Really quick question. Yeah. How many people on one particular show, how many editors do you work with on a show? Like a show, like let's just, okay, Mass Singer, you worked on that show. How many editors? The Mass Singer? Yeah. Uh, I would say there are at least 10 of us, wow. 12 of us, Okay, I don't think like people realize how many- how many editors? Yeah, how are many on? hands go yeah. into that? But most shows you need, you're usually working with a partner and there'll be like four or five teams of two or maybe three. Okay, on a really so big you have endeavor. your laptop and then you have a second screen that you travel with. I do. Uh, the difference now is so I had two monitors back when we were working at home, and once in a while I'd get tricky and feed it to the TV so I could see it full screen. I can't do that, obviously. Now I can't lug all that stuff with me. So it all fits into a backpack and basically. What I do is one monitor is my laptop. Mm -hmm. And then I bought like a $140 sidekick monitor. Uh, the big thing that's changed for me mm -hmm. in using that setup mm -hmm. is I have to wear these now. I'm pointing my glasses oh. if you're watching YouTube or if you're not watching, if you're just <laughs> listening to the show. I have to wear glasses now because obviously you're not going to get the same size screen. The fonts are smaller, all that other stuff. So I find myself wearing eyeglasses a lot more because the throughout screens the are day smaller. because the screens are smaller. Okay. So that's the one difference. Uh, it, it has taken a toll on my eyesight a little bit in the last couple in the last year or so. Okay, so um, so going back to the setup by the pool or like the you know Tahiti hammock or whatever Thailand hammock with a cocktail like you literally can't do that anyway. I can't do and anybody that. any editor can't do that like that's like a farce unless it's their own house yeah Got like it. i mean unless, you know if you want to set up a screen room where you can work and you know walk outside jump in your pool dry off come back sit down that's great um there are coffee shops i walk into that i can't work from because the tables aren't big enough. even if they have high speed yeah. internet, as they boast on the you know window, if I walk in, if the tables are too small, I can't fit both of my monitors. All right. So you're in a field where people are working remotely. And I uh -huh. know that you know other people that have gone back to the office and people who've stayed at home. Yeah. Um, what's the trend? Do people like it? Are you, are you noticing people liking staying at home? Are they dreading going back to the office or do some actually like want to go back. So I'm on a lot of, you know, television production forums, Facebook groups, uh, Slack, you name it. And uh, I would say, generally speaking, there are about two out of 10 people that would prefer to go back to the office. Okay. That um, makes sense because I've been reading articles 
about, you know, companies like Disney. Disney's a big company that sure. made like almost their entire workforce come back to the office. And yeah. you and I have discussed this. Like, why? Well, we know why, because they have a huge footprint in a city called Burbank where and they- And that's not going away. No, yeah. they own so much real estate, their offices. So the offices are going to sit empty. So I get it. Like, they want to see those offices full, even though yeah. people are probably getting- Although their their workers are probably doing more at home, um, it is interesting how some companies are forcing people to come back work. So, just you know, talking about it and reading about it, like you know, you you see stats and and articles. So the one thing was that that I came across was this article that said like, okay, before obviously the pandemic, only four percent of people worked from home, and they were probably like those moms who were like doing like you know some sort of multi level marketing or something like that. Not yeah, a or lot. salespeople who could work from their home. Exactly. Office. Not a, there was. Four percent. That's right. like nothing. Yeah, it's not then a lot. Obviously, in twenty twenty, um, it rose to sixty one percent. Like that because uh, the for pandemic. that year, yeah. yeah. And then it like went down substantially. Like it went down like in twenty twenty one something like twenty three percent. And now in um in twenty 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 one, I believe was like thirty four percent. Oh, that's what it was. You're right. And yeah. then like I think I, we read the same article. And then like twenty twenty two was like thirty two percent. So it jumped significantly. So. From to be at sixty one percent, and right. then in twenty twenty one, half of that sixty one has to go back to the office, right? And then now it kind of has stayed the same because I think it's going to stay around. I mean, I think it'll actually grow slightly in the coming years, Why? but um, just because it is a preference, and I do think there are a lot of companies with you know a lot of uh, real estate. Like, look, it would be a huge problem for Disney image wise if you read an article saying they're selling, you know. Uh, 12,000 acres of the Disney property, right? Because nobody's space. even in there anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's an image thing? <clears throat> for Disney, it would. For yeah. Jimmy Gordon Productions or whatever, it's no big deal if I go from six offices to four or three okay. or whatever. But for Disney, I, I just, you know, yeah, that, money, that, like, that land, that office space, everything is like bought and probably paid for. Um, and they want to use it. It okay. is, it's, it, and let's face it there. If you want to say you're working at Disney, you got to go to Disney. It's just like that. That I think they're kind of an anomaly. Yeah. Cause when I read that article, I remember I sent it to you and you obviously remember the stats as well. <clears throat> um, I was just, I was kind of surprised at like how many people went back to the office and immediately I was thought, I just thought like, Oh, they were, they were forced because unless you're a Absolutely. young person, yeah. unless you're a young person, right. like we'll only, yeah. That. Cause yeah. two out of 10 people, like you said, want to go back. So unless you're a young person, you kind of enjoy being at home unless you're me. (laughs) (laughs) I think, you know, honestly, I feel like, uh, a lot of younger and also maybe, you know, in my industry, uh, people who are more my age, but who happen to be single would, would prefer because, you know, it's like, that's just how you meet people. Absolutely. And you know, and you need interaction and I get all that. So, yeah. you know, hybrid is now a thing with some offices yeah. where they'll let you do like you, uh, Temptation Island. I worked on Temptation Island, just wrapped a, a season recently. Uh, you can um, you have the choice. You can actually go into the office if you want. Yeah. Nobody. I shouldn't say nobody, but not many editors, editors do right. that. The producers do. Because yeah. that's where they're spitballing ideas. They have their whiteboards and all that other stuff. And it is, they, there are facets of each job where it's like a little more conducive to being together, you know? I, I'm a big proponent of it. You know, you, you, you're making yeah, fun we've, of me we've saying- heard. Yeah, yeah, you're we've, making fun of me we, saying- We heard you say it. That yeah. I can't be, um, what's that thing again? What are they called when they go out in the forest? A prepper. Yeah, that I can't be a prepper because I like people too much. Um, 
I would be one of the people that would go back to the office. I mean, if I were young or even at my age, obviously I'm saying I want an office space because I do feel like, how are you ever going to like have a social life if you're at home? And like, especially if you're single. So you mentioned that as a single adult, like, okay, you work next to, you know, I don't know, David and David's got a brother Uh and, you know, and David's been working with you and he's like, oh, my brother would probably like you. Like, he's not going to get that on a Zoom. Like you're never going to get his brother likes me. Is that what you just said? Yeah. If I'm working next to David and I'm a single brother likes you, I'm saying as a single saying David's brother, like no, no, David's brother will not like you. Um, you're not very friendly anyway. Um, so if I'm a single woman and I'm working next to a guy named David and we work hand in hand a lot and he has a single brother, it's like, this is how you get to know people. This is how you meet people. It's like, you don't do it on a zoom. David isn't going to be on the zoom and say, Oh, my brother, Joe would probably really like Denise. Like it's not going to happen. You're right. So single people and young people should go back to the office, I think. But there are so many single people, I think, that got so used to working from home, they just don't want to do it. Well, I just feel like, you know, one of the great things that's come out of all this is that you can be an adult in most workplaces now and say, I want to go back or I don't want to go back. You know, yeah. and it has given you and if places are requiring you to come back, there's something like a percentage of like 66 people, 66 uh, percent of people at a given job uh, would say if they required me to go back, I would instantly start looking for another job. Forty percent of those people uh, would quit, would immediately resign. Oh, so wow. OK, that's a wow. pretty good swatch of your workforce. You're absolutely right. You know, yeah. Um, but I do think to your point, if you want to go back, you can go back. If you don't want to go back, you can go back. So it's, it's kind of like whatever the company decides to do that's in the best interest. I would, you know, I would say definitely there are pros and cons. There are even in my position, there are days where it was like, like if we're like, if we're outputting an episode, like we're going to network, this thing's going to be on the air in 24 hours. There, there is an argument to be made like that particular day I should be in the office because that's where all the producers are. I shouldn't say all, most of the producers are already there. And it's like, you're typing, you're like, I'm cutting in music or whatever. And they're like, I'm not really feeling that music cue from across the room. Got it. It's like, I don't have to wait, finish my stuff, give it to them, watch, let them watch it. And then, you know, 45 minutes goes by before I find out they don't like that music cue. Got it. It's immediate. It's, there are some things being in the office that are just, there are some advantages. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't want, I don't care about them myself personally, but (laughs) (laughs) you've made that clear. Yeah, totally. Um, So what do you feel about, I mean, look, we've been on the road now for nine months. We've hit so many cities. We have so many more to hit. Um, Has it worked for you? Like, have you been able to explore and work? Because that's the whole like laughable thing that I look at these digital nomads and I'm like, they're they're not, they're not jumping in the water. They're freaking working. So is it working? It is working. And, uh, for two reasons. Number one, uh, I happen to enjoy working from home because all those years I wasn't allowed to. So my situation and your situation are entirely flopped, right? You enjoyed going to the spa every day. You got to meet, hang out with your ladies, yeah. do all your whatever you guys do there. All Our your, lady shit. All your cosmetic shit. <laughs> and, uh, and so, and so, oh, and that's invigorating I for know, you. I know you have a After question. being at home all those years with the kids, right? Yeah. And so you, and I had, I, 
missed plenty of things or was late to plenty of things or just stressed out trying to get to life events for my children that all of a sudden I didn't have to deal with anymore. And for me, that's been tremendous. So so mindset wise, I knew it was going to work for me right away. But also the exploring, I would say the exploring side that you're talking about works. Um, but unlike the people in the hammock, I can't do my job and explore at the same time. It's like so you'll I can't carve do both. Out time. I have to. I have to compartmentalize. Got That's it. how it works for so me. So you're not sitting on the hammock by the beach with a cocktail, hitting no. enter because that's not something that would work for your schedule or what you do as a profession. But when you're in a different city, you will carve out the time to do yeah. your work in the day and go see the city at night, or vice versa. However, you totally. feel comfortable doing it. And you know what? Those shots are bullshit. Like seriously, from a technical <laughs> standpoint, know, your laptop going to get up to like 140 degrees oh and fry if you're sitting there in the sun working I on a hammock. Like, even, don't be stupid. I never even thought of that. Yeah. Oh my well, God, that's I'm a so dork, true. so I think of these things. But I'm like, <laughs> I would never yeah. put my gear outside for extended lengths of time. Okay. So um, there are so many people now that are trying this remote working thing. And, uh -huh. you know, we talked about like, you know, the girl van life who like had the matted hair. But um, I actually found a website because, you know, when we were looking to go to Savannah, and places were so expensive. We knew we wanted to like stay there for a month. I was trying everything. I was looking, I was on those digital nomad sites. And then someone told me about a website. Oh my gosh. It's called Trusted Sitter. And it's where you go in any city and you you house sit, right? So it sounds like a dream. Like, like these people could live in Nashville. So it's like where hotels or Airbnbs are running like, you know, 300 to $500 a night in Nashville for like a Hampton Inn. Um, you could actually house sit someone's house. I mean, that's the Can whole we get thing. paid? And you get paid. What the hell some, are we for doing some people, all this time? I know. For some people, you get paid. Others, it's just, it's like you're not paying a housing expense, so you're just allowed to stay at their house. You have to be vetted. They do a background check on sure. you. I mean, it's like a whole thing. Um, so I was like, this <laughs> is it. logging into it the minute we hit no. stop on this podcast. No, you will not. Because once you get into the website and you go to the places you want to go, it's not just house sitting. It's like mowing their yard. Oh, it's God. taking care of their dog. I mean, it was like, okay, hold on. So I remember I called somebody who does this and I called her and I was like, I'm not doing this. I said, this guy has a riding lawnmower. As much as I oh want to be God, in Nashville, be as long as I want to be, as much as I want to be in Nashville, I'm not mowing the yard. I'm just not. And she goes, how long does it take to mow a yard? And I go, I don't know. I'm looking on this website. I think he has like half an acre or something. And she goes, it's okay. Like an hour. As she goes, yes, or she said, she goes, okay, so like you, you ride it for an hour and you rake it and you know, she goes, how much time would that really take? I was like, I'm out. But then I got to be honest. It makes sense. I was so desperate for places. I was like, I may call him. We almost did it in Savannah. <laughs> <laughs> that one was in Nashville. Okay. But uh, yeah, I was like, I, I may, I may call him. So anyway. I so would mow a lawn for like a free stay in a decent place. I know. It's so I wouldn't. Isn't that funny? Like, I don't you know. You are I'm like, so bougie. It's not bougie. It's that like, I don't want to do work when I'm on vacation. Like, You're getting already, a house for free. I was going to say, I don't want to do work while I'm on vacation, but nowhere You're we've been has been a vacation. No. So let me rephrase that. I don't want to do work while I'm like at a place while trying to explore. No. <laughs> you don't want to yeah. do work while you're working on the podcast? You know what? That's it. 
That's well, travel exactly. has become kind of our job. Yeah, at this point. it's like yeah. I'm there. I don't want to spend one day mowing his lawn or her lawn. But then they like have pets too, and I'm like, oh, what if the pet dies? Like, no, that's too much. Like, I'm like, I think it's too much responsibility. But if you think you can handle a lawnmower, I'll tell you, it's called TrustedSitter.com. I'll you do lawnmower go- if you do the dishes. I always do dishes. So what's the benefit? Okay, so so I just stick to doing dishes, and you'll mow someone else's lawn. Yeah, as long as I don't have to do dishes, I'm good. Okay, well maybe we'll do that then. (laughs) We're staying for free. That's all the money back into the Skip Town budget. I I love it. I love it. Anyway, um, okay, so uh, let's talk about overall trends, shall we? Oh my gosh! Because you know it's easy to talk about 2019 and the old days. And then the new normal and how 2020 was like an exaggerated 61% of people working remotely or whatever. But um, now it's down to like 32. It's down to 32. It's back, you know, it's kind of back. uh, But, you know, to your earlier point, it used to be something like somewhere between, depend on the market, it used to be somewhere between 4% and 19%. Now it's at 32 steady Mm -hmm. across the board. That's a huge increase, it's, right? Thirty percent is huge. Yeah, yeah. It's one. I mean, it's one out well, of three workers. Yeah, it's like a 10, so, It's like a fifteen percent increase yeah. from the high. But yeah, go ahead. Um, so anyway, let's talk about some of the cities where. Okay, you're going to be surprised now. It's 2023, okay. right? Uh-huh. Things have changed. Okay. And it's not the exodus that it used to be. Oh, seriously? Seriously, you're going to be surprised at where most of the remote workers live. And what cities are actually gaining in population? Oh, yeah. I need to hear this because I have in my head like certain areas that like I'm like, oh, people are moving there. Okay. So let's take a quick break and I'm going to give you all that info on the other side. Okay. Sounds good. What's up, listeners? We appreciate every ounce of feedback and interaction you are giving us on YouTube, on social media, and via your reviews on Apple Podcasts and your ratings on Spotify. Please keep all that stuff coming. We are highlighting one specific listener this week Uh that we really appreciate who's been with us since the get-go, and her name is... (laughs) Green B. Green B. Green, thank you so much for listening from the beginning. Oh, I love your uh, your DMs on Instagram, your messages on Facebook. You've traveled the world, so when we go to a place you visited, you're always quick to respond and say, hey, you should try this restaurant. Now, when we've been to a place that you haven't seen, you have such great feedback on the episode. Thank you for listening and thanks for being a supporter and sharing our show with your friends. We really appreciate it. She's one of our OGs, yeah? She is one of our OGs. Yes, absolutely. All right. Thanks, Green, And thanks to everyone else once again. Now back to the episode. Okay. So back to remote working as a trend, as an overall experience in the United States. What city in 2022 would you say saw the most influx of remote workers? Oh, wow. People coming in? Yeah. I would have to say, I mean, there's so many that we've talked to people. They swear their city was that city. Like everyone swears it was that city. Um, Well, I would say something like, I'm going to, I'm going to name what I think it would be Savannah because everyone there claimed 2020 ruined the landscape for population Savannah. New Braunfels came on the map in Texas because people are moving there outside of Austin because mm-hmm. why live in Austin? It's so expensive when you can live in New Braunfels. And then I would say, I don't know, I'm not familiar with a lot of cities outside of New York, but it has to be like some cities in upstate New York that saw an influx. 
That those are my guesses without knowing. Um, so uh, when she says New Bronzeville, she means New Braunfels, Texas. It's the same. It's not the same. It's the, same. <laughs> the locals right now are no, pounding the, the desk. I can't believe these two. Anyway, uh, I did uh, a little deep dive. Oh, you brought facts. I brought facts. Okay, let's so, hear So uh, smaller metros, less than 100,000 population, the ones that grew the most during the pandemic. Okay. Okay. Bend, Oregon. Oh, yeah, okay. Rose to 41.8% of their workforce when we visited, working remotely. When we visited Bend, uh-huh. we talked about how it was the new hotspot for the West Coast. Like yeah. People from California moving to Bend. And remember, yep. we went there and we were like, we couldn't get it. We didn't understand it. And then we stopped and asked somebody and they said, oh, well, you have everything. You have the mountains, you have the water and the airport's only 20 minutes away. And I was like, okay, get it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, Asheville, North Carolina, which is on our oh, hit list. Stop. I believe it. But I can't believe it's still growing because that was popular well, no, 15 this is, years this, ago. This is, this is, these are uh, like 2021 figures I'm giving you right now. This is not current. There's okay. a different trend going on right now. Oh, okay. Much different. Okay. Okay. So this is just, we're talking about the places where people flock to. During, during 20. The, yeah. When when they were first cut loose and Got they it. could work remotely. Okay. okay. With, Asheville, so within a year or two. Asheville's okay? still on the list though of popularity. I'm so surprised. <clears throat> I'm really surprised. It I is. thought that would die eventually, but no, it's still, still well, climbing. Well, I mean, I, again, we're talking about what happened in the past. So, uh, you know, 2021, Asheville, North Carolina, Wilmington, Delaware. Okay. Uh, Johnson City, Tennessee, which is sort of northeast of Knoxville, I believe. Or okay. Regionally, not far. Uh, definitely not as far from Knoxville as Nashville. Oh, we're going to have to check this place out. Johnson City. Uh-huh. Eugene, Oregon is the fifth one. So okay. two places in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it actually makes sense. It's yeah. the California flight. That's what that was. A lot of West a lot yeah. of West Coast people just heading northward. Yeah, yeah. to get out of San Francisco, all uh-huh. that area. So, yeah. uh, And then the larger metros, we're talking 100,000 people or above. Cape Coral, Florida. Okay, Who do on. you know that moved to Cape Coral, Florida, <laughs> besides exactly no one? Okay, yeah, I don't know anybody that moved there. That's okay, but they saw an increase. Charleston, South Carolina. That I believe. Also on our hit list. Uh, Tampa Bay area, Florida. Oh, that's Tom Brady. He brought all those people. Not <laughs> that's the, Tom not Brady. Not the pandemic. Not the pandemic. No. You could be right, that actually. That was Tom Brady. Stop Holy it. Shit. Uh-huh. All those people retiring from yeah. Boston just uh-huh. decided yeah. to follow Tom Brady uh-huh. to Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's all that shit was. Well, I hope they still have their families. Um, and then, uh, Jacksonville, oh, Florida. Was, oh, you just gave a Tom Brady dig right there. I did. Yeah. That was an easy one. <laughs> uh, Jacksonville, Florida and Orlando, Florida. Lots of Florida. Wow. Yeah. You know why, don't you? I think the perception that it's cheaper here. And we are here to tell you. It's not. Nope. I have no other statement to make. Yeah. On that no, right it's now. not cheaper at all. And traffic is bad. Yeah. So we're here to tell you don't. Stay out of Florida. Yeah. Takes 40, 40 minutes to go 15 miles. I think that's accurate. Yeah, it is. I think that's accurate. That's crazy. But yeah, so stay out of Florida. It's not the place to come to anymore. Yeah. It's just not. Honestly. If you're complaining that you're living in Los Angeles and it takes you 50 minutes to go 13 miles, do not come to Florida. <laughs> yeah. It's still better than LA traffic for sure and LA prices. You're but, moving. But it's not the Florida you, your grandparents moved to. No, not at all. We've been to Jacksonville. Uh-huh. I see the appeal. And I've been to Orlando as of late. And I see the appeal too. Like Orlando used to be nothing but like corporate haven. Now they've like added some indie like little record stores and like little coffee shops. So I get it. And Jacksonville is just like a great beach town, but seriously, neither one are cheap. Did you know like the rent in Orlando 
for like a one bedroom apartment is like up to $2,000. Wow. It's like something crazy. Cause I remember a friend of mine saying that their kid was looking for an apartment in Orlando just recently. And I think like a one bedroom was 2000 and a two bedroom was like 2,500 or something. I'm like, Holy cow. in Orlando, but you know, the people still- I would still, never pay that to live in Orlando. I mean, I know some people like my, our Jody and Mike, like their daughter, Brittany, uh, she made a good income when she was living in Orlando. But oh, wow. They're still not paying though, like the high, high Wages salary. across Florida yes. are not known to be exactly, fantastic. Exactly, exactly. So, and the rents are high, buying a house isn't as cheap. It's just not, you know, like I said, it's not the Florida your grandma and grandpa used to, their grandma and grandpa moved to. Yeah. Okay. So funny you say that because uh, there's a new trend in remote workers and where they are traveling to. Guess what the number one city is? Okay, hold on. It's got to be a city in Georgia or North or South Carolina, but I don't know all the cities, so I can't, but that's my area. I'm giving you those three. Okay. Yeah. It's Austin, Texas. People oh, are moving insane. back to Austin, Texas. The number two city people you know, are moving, the number two city remote workers are moving to right now. Oh, well, if you said Austin, I'm going to say San Diego now. San Francisco. That doesn't make any sense, honestly. Like none of this makes sense because San Francisco. Seattle, Washington. That's insane. Washington, D.C. Why? I'll tell you, I, I don't know exactly why. And the actual stats that I were, you know, the the website, which is like Owl Labs, they're a work from anywhere tech company. And also I got these facts from Ladders, which is reportedly like the number one website for $100,000 and up salary jobs. Uh, so LinkedIn okay. LinkedIn would be Vans and Ladders would be Air Jordans. Got it. Okay. Uh, and okay. so- Anyway, that's where all this stuff comes from. Um, they didn't really offer that much of a an explanation as to why this is happening, but I have a theory. Oh, oh, I Jim, have a couple oh, theories. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Gordon has his own Jimmy theory. Gordon. Okay, so let's hear it. Here's Jimmy Gordon's theory. If you didn't move in 2020 or 2021 right away, uh-huh. I think you are probably not realizing the same smaller market savings that you think you were going to get on a house. If you were to move to a Savannah or a new Braunfels, like everywhere we've talked about, the house prices have continued to rise, right? Like it's difficult to get into downtown Savannah now unless you're making a killer income. You're not going to get anything for less than a million dollars. True. Right? Yeah. Wasn't the case in, the, in 2019. No, it was not. Was probably still not the case in 2020, although rising you're right. in 2021. Right now, it's at a point where you're like, well, if I have to pay that much to live in Savannah, why would I even move? For starters, that doesn't make sense though, because you can get a 7,800 square foot house in Savannah, whereas in San Francisco, you're going to get something for 1,200 square feet. Agree, but you're also going to get all the. Well, I don't know. San Francisco is really hard to just say there are amenities in that city the, in the current state that it's in. But there's um, something about that city that you love that you'll it's stay. It's close to, I mean, if you're working for Adobe or yeah. Apple or whatever, it's not far from your office. It is a tech, so, it is still a tech hub. So, so there's so. something about that city. So it's really the city that's keeping people like Austin. Let's talk about that. Austin. Okay. So Austin's very expensive. Austin, a home. Um, that is roughly in the cool areas of Austin. And actually most areas of Austin are cool now. Like it just, people have come in and really just scooped up housing and, and made it beautiful in all, most areas around Austin. So a 
1200 square foot home is going to run you about 1.5 million in Austin in, in a, in an area that people want to live in. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is that if you live in Austin, cause you love Austin, you yeah. love the river, you love everything about the food, the people you're going to pay 1.5 for that 1200 to 1500 square foot home rather than paying 1.5 for a 7,000 square foot home somewhere else. The reason that I think people would be willing to do that is because let's face it, saying, when they let, I know what you're saying. It's they love Austin. They love Austin and they want to live in a city that's vibrant and all that. And to me, it's a little too busy, but whatever, like people love Austin. There's a reason so many people live there. Uh, my theory is though, that if your mortgage is going to be roughly the same, why move in the first place? You know? Bigger house. Bigger house, but- But that's not important to everybody. It's that's not what important. That's this, what the article is basically showing that- If, it, if you're just a, uh, a couple or maybe you have one kid or whatever, it may not be worth it for you to uproot everybody's lives because my theory is- That's a, menta- that's a millennial mentality. Mm-hmm. I've tell you that right now. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. We're getting into like generational sure. shit. No, but, that um, is. But, but listen to my theory of why that is. Because moving to Savannah is not the steal it was two years ago. It is though still. You're getting it's a not, bigger house. You're getting a 7,000 square foot house for the same price. People as a wanted 50. a house for $400,000. They wanted a house for $600,000. They don't want to spend over a million to go to a smaller town. You're right. That it's cra- So they are picking. These are millennials. I'm it doesn't matter you, if they have 4,000 square more Gen square Xers feet. don't do shit like that. Gen Xers would buy that bigger house, suffer in an area that doesn't their friends aren't in. Okay. They would. So let's they use would. ourselves as an yeah. example. We're not going to do that. We're not buying a one point whatever million dollar house in Savannah. We just left one in LA. Even though it's bigger, we don't want the same mortgage that we had before. But my point is Gen Xers at a younger age, we're retirement age. Like, approaching. So we're different mindset, but when you get somebody in their thirties, when we were in our thirties, immediately we would have thought, Oh, I'm getting the bigger house. This is a millennial mindset. No, this is millennial. There are a lot of people that don't want to live in the sticks unless it's a really great deal. Unless you're getting a lot of land and a lot of house. Unless you're a hipster with the curled up mustache and you're going to have a little like cow and sheep and, you know, horse in your backyard and do your hipster thing and have a big piece of property. You're staying in Austin because you want to be with other millennials. That's what this is. I'm telling you right now. It's definitely a more progressive city. There's no So let's face it. They don't want the big space. They don't want the big space, essentially. And they don't want to pay the same, almost the same price. Like, let's face it. It's just not the deal it was two years ago. (laughs) It is though. You're getting- in a bigger house, but it's they're absolutely, picking- You're paying $300,000 at least more for that same house than you would have just 24 months ago. You understand that? I do understand that. But what I'm saying is that house in comparison to the 1,500 square foot house is seven Spaces times Spaces and everything. That's what I'm saying. I know. Millennials I don't care saying. about that. But, I, but I'm also saying- uh, Because that $1,500- It's a big meh. It's no, like- That $1,500 house that's 1.5 was not 1.5- it's the same difference. If we're going to talk about that, it's the same difference. That $1.5 million house in Austin, it's 1,500 square feet, was not $1.5 million three years ago. But this person, this millennial- you're already in it. You're right. They're picking the city and they're picking the location over space. They're picking aesthetics over space where Gen Xers in their 30s would never have done that. This is a total millennial thing. They will pay more for less, which to me is insane. Well, because they want to live around like-minded people. That is true. Because even our kids have said, like, 
you know, pick a place where people are like really open-minded. They've actually said that. Yeah. Um, I'm still wrapping my head around the fact that like a millennial would rather stay in Austin than move to New Braunfels and but get a bigger house. we're not necessarily talking millennials. Like there's no generational info in this data. It's, it's not across somebody, the board. It's not somebody clear-headed. <laughs> so then you just naturally assume it's uh -huh. a millennial? 100%. Oh my God. Uh-huh. Because if you were clear-headed, you would know the bigger house makes sense. But for them, the reason I say but you're it's just millennial- dealing is, Again, you're just dealing with space as an indicator. It's not the only indicator as to why you would want to buy a house. Some people don't want a large ass farmhouse. No, I don't even mean that. I'm just talking like a bigger house. Like you could buy a 2,000 square foot house, probably under a million outside of Austin, but you're going to pay 1.5 for that 1,500 square foot house because you love that location so much. And I'm telling you, this is a mindset of the millennials. I know, I know, I, I know because I'm around them and I, this is like, they don't care about the things that we cared about. Well- I think a lot of millennials don't even care about owning a house. So I'm just not sure why we're fixated on millennials. Because right I can't imagine anyone over the age of 45 or 50 who would pick the smaller house that is more expensive in Austin when you can live outside for 30 minutes and have a bigger if house. If it's just you, it's not a far cry numbers, from 1,200, 1200 square feet to 16 or 18 or even 2,000 square feet. I would want to Sure, it's a bigger house. I know. Those numbers make me crazy. Like, I literally cannot believe those numbers. Well, I just I think you should be more it. shocked by the fact that people are actually moving back to yeah, big cities. they are. That's yeah. great. That's insane. Like, uh, cities with the remote, the, cities with the most remote workers in 2023 so far. Washington, D.C., 34%. Yeah, unbelievable. Do you know anybody that moved to Washington, D.C.? No. I don't either. Uh -uh. Uh, San Francisco, we already talked about. Austin, we talked about. San Jose, 30, 30%. That's that makes sense. It's a tech, tech. industry. Mm -hmm. Seattle, 29, also could be argued more yep. of a tech industry thing. Notables, though, above 20% of their workforce now, uh, Wilmington, Delaware. Outside of D.C., so that's understandable. Santa Fe, New Mexico. That's not- Where were all the remote workers when we were there? I didn't see them. I don't know where they're coming from. I guess from. they were home. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know where they're coming from because what big city is there? Albuquerque? Albuquerque? I doubt they're coming from Albuquerque. No, they're coming from- Like where? Uh, where, like maybe, who knows? Uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico. They can be coming from Chicago for all you know. It's they can be coming from Los Angeles- some of the text Dallas, maybe they don't want oh. to live in Dallas. And Dallas okay. is a big, busy city. So I have to tell you, I understand the allure of Santa Fe. Like if you go there and you visit and you spend any time there, you would say to yourself, I could live here. Like anybody that's every single person I've ever met who has visited Santa yeah. Fe has said, I could live there. But I don't see a lot of people living there. Like there are not a lot of people on the street and it's not cheap. It's not, no. it's not a steal. No, not for real estate. It's not. No, it's not. Um, but if you're younger and you're progressive minded, I guess, I don't know. It seems like a pretty progressive city. Just so very quiet. It is. It's yeah. chill. It's a very chill you city. You have to be a chill millennial. Please leave the millennials alone. <laughs> this is entirely not a podcast about millennials. <laughs> they don't even own houses. They don't want to own houses. We're not even talking about okay. them. All right. <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> Karen. Oh, my God. Okay. So uh, one of the other notables, though, that is worth mentioning is Provo, Utah, which historically has been a bastion of Mormon uh, yeah. 
families. Uh-huh. Now, all of a sudden, there are a lot more remote workers that want to live there, presumably, I guess, because they want to leave Salt Lake City. Or yeah. just to your point, have a bigger house for less money. <laughs> well, Provo, you know, Provo is known for for years, right? Swingers? No. No, it's Mormon. No, it's uh, known for the um, boarding schools. Like when the kids were bad, when, you know, when kids are bad, you send them board, board. Yeah. Provo has. Did not know that. Yeah. Provo has a lot of boarding schools. for Provo bad. has a lot of like, like, like big cities would send their bad kids to Provo. Mm-hmm. Oh. Or if, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Rich parents. Ri- only rich parents do this stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, if you're on food stamps, you're not sending your kid to Provo. They're going no. to juvie. Point. Yeah. Well, now all the bad kids are moving to Provo again. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> all the bad kids who have money yeah, are going back kids, to yeah. Rich, rich bad kids with uh-huh. money. Yeah, they left uh-huh. the boarding school, and twenty years later, they're going back to buy a house. Okay, so moving on. Uh huh. Leave the millennials alone. They're, they are the true <laughs> remote workers. Okay, they're renting they, apartments they, they and they're don't splitting. Even work. They don't and even work. And they're splitting when they, they do work. Oh my God! Stop. <laughs> Please stop. They know more about your phone than you do. Oh, that is true. Oh my God. If ever I need phone help with my phone, I'll get a millennial. They would literally yeah. reprogram yeah. it for you. I love millennials. I do. Okay. Thanks for that disclaimer. Okay. Speaking of millennial workers, I, I have this theory as to why the big cities are gaining back their population. Do tell. It's because they're back to work and they can actually afford to go back to the place that they never wanted to leave in the first place. But we're probably forced to, perhaps because they were laid off. That makes sense. And had to, as I think a lot of younger workers or maybe multi-generational, like even people our age, maybe had to sell the house to go move in with mom and dad in Farmington, Ohio or wherever uh, for a short while until they figured things out. Now they are back to work. Now they can go back to the city they truly love. Just a theory. I don't know. Okay. That makes sense. And if they had friends there who didn't leave, makes total sense. Totally. It just kind of negates everything we've been learning along the way on the road about people's claim that their city's been taken over with remote workers. So now I could tell them they're idiots. Now, oh, you're gonna you're gonna finally agree with me on this. No. Savannah, incidentally, has only increased in population one percent each year, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022. Oh, we're not that doing is this. not a huge not splash this. of remote we're workers. We're not doing this. And you and Patrick. Mm-hmm. Like to talk about St. Petersburg, uh-huh. less than half a percent every single year. Google it. It's Googleable. Oh, here we go again. Just Google it. All right. Population in 2019, St. Pete's. We're not doing this. Population in 2019, 20, 2020, St. Pete's. Uh-huh. 21, 22, 23. Do it. You're not okay. going to see this huge population explosion. You're just not. Okay. And so anyway, right. the facts will continue to support my opinion. All right. Anyway, uh, I think we've drilled this into the ground. We've talked long enough about remote working and how it doesn't work for you and how it works for me. Yep, I think we're all clear on that. Absolutely. And please continue to give us a review on Apple Podcasts or a rating on Spotify. You do not know how far those things go in terms of our visibility of this show. We appreciate you helping us grow it. Thank you for sharing us with your friends too. And remember, if you're watching us on YouTube, we'd love it if you subscribe to the channel. Take them out. Empty nest, full tank. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys.